And that is verse 7. And it says, and let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands. For God is with you. Do what you got to do in 2023. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for this fellowship. God, I thank you for every leader. Thank you for every member. Lord, I thank you for the privilege of allowing me to stand before your people and to share your word. Now, God, minister to us as only you can through the Holy Spirit. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. On Christmas Eve, Western New York experienced the worst blizzard, winter blizzard, in the history of that, in the history of Buffalo since meteorological uh, records have been kept. And uh, on that night, before Christmas, Shakira Autry was home with her family when she heard someone screaming on the street. And when she looked out her window, she could see a man crying out for help in the frigid cold. Autry's boyfriend carried the man into the house. And his name is Joe White, 64 years old, special needs, which she didn't know, a total stranger. And uh, she took her hair dryer, blow dryer, to, to remove plastic that had, that had become stuck to his hands. And she took a glass cutter to remove his rings because his hands were so swollen from frostbite that they couldn't be removed without being cut away. And as I said, he's a total stranger. And as she is removing the rings and getting the plastic that was stuck to his hands removed, he kept on saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And she said, not on my watch. Not on my watch. When she called the emergency responders for help, not only did no one come, they didn't even answer the phone. The lines were so overwhelmed by people who were stranded that the system did not have enough resources to answer and to come and take this poor man into the hospital to save his hands. It was really a touch-and-go situation. What started off as a regular Christmas Eve, became a two-day two ordeal. The ambulance did not come for 48 hours. And so when they finally did arrive, Shakira decided that she was going to see this situation to the end. Even though she lacked medical care experience and training, she did everything that she had to do to make sure that Joe White didn't die. So she went to the hospital with him, made sure the doctors uh, were giving him good care. And after that was over, she returned home just grateful that he was going to survive and there was a good chance that his hands would not have to be amputated. 
Shakira did whatever she had to do to save that man's life. She had no idea that her willingness to do the unusual to help a stranger who had special needs and thought he was going to die and kept saying it was going to become national front page news. For the past three days, you've been reading about Shakira, Shakira Autry. Somebody got the big idea, well, we need to help this special needs man who lived in a group home to pay his medical bills. It's going to cost about $20,000, and so they started a GoFundMe outreach, and they raised $66,000 for Joe White because Shakira was willing to do whatever she had to do. And somebody said, well, why aren't we helping her? He's a single parent trying to do her best, so... Another person said, well, let's start a GoFundMe for Shakira. And they didn't ask for anything in particular, but the last I read, they had raised up to $169,000. Wow. I want you to understand something tonight as we move into 2023. God is going to bless us when we do whatever we've got to do even when it makes no sense. She had no reach. She had her own responsibility. She said, I'm a single parent. I don't know this man. I lack medical experience and training. But what she thought was just helping this, this poor man turned out to be God's open door to a greater future for her. I want you to know that when you do what you got to do, you may be opening up a door through your obedience to God's destiny for your life. When we come to the book of 1 Samuel, in chapter 10, this is a very unique time in the experience or the life of the nation of Israel. This was a, sometimes we, we don't understand when, when things are bad and the economy is unsure, we said we got to hold on and we got to be careful and we can't take any chances. Well, I want you to know that God spoke to the prophet Samuel during a very troubling time. In the book of Judges, verse 6 and Samuel occurs during the historical period called the time of the judges. The Bible says, in those days there was no king, and every man did what was right in his own sight. The 12 tribes of Israel were separate entities, and there was no central leader. This was also a time of transition from judges to prophets. Samuel is the last judge and the first prophet. And it was a time of transition because the nation of Israel in chapter 8 of 1 Samuel, they were demanding from God that he would give them a king like all of the other nations. They did not want to be under God's theocracy. They wanted to be under the rulership of a man. And so this was a time of trouble and transition but it was also an opportunity, an opportune time for triumph, for, for, for triumphing, for victory through being obedient to God 
by doing whatever you had to do to, to obey the will of God. And I'm qualifying whatever you have to do. Say, I've always lived by that principle. I lie, I cuss, I, whatever I got to do, I'm going to do it. I'll push my way to the front of the line. I'll say I don't have it when I got it. That's not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> do whatever you got to do <laughs> to accomplish the will of God for your life. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 7a says, and when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you, do as the occasion demands. Do what you got to do to accomplish the will of God for your life. How can I do that? Because you thought you were going out for Chinese food and God was taking you to the store to get your Chinese to meet your husband. God was taking you to that supermarket and somebody burning your ear off and you trying to get home and they telling about how lonely they are. What you did not know is that they had a son or a daughter who was an executive of a company. You've been trying to get a new job and you didn't know how to network because you isolated. You didn't know that by listening to that older lady at the supermarket that God was setting you up. And by listening, you were doing what you had to do to accomplish the will of God for your life. He says, whatever the occasion calls for, do it because God is with you. Yeah. Now, don't miss the sequence of the events. He says, after these signs, once this occurs, when these signs, when these events that God says are going to happen, then the occasion, the opportunity to do what you got to do, that's when you can respond and I'll be with you, but it's going to be sequential. And here's the first thing about the sequentialness of this. You are already prepared to do what you got to do. In 2020, whatever God brings into your path, he has already prepared you for it. After these signs, then you can do. Now, what we understand is that what God does to prepare us for our assignment, he did this for Saul. He called Saul to do whatever he had to do before he even realized that God was going to do it. Uh, the scripture says uh, in verse 1, Then Samuel took a flask of oil, and he poured it on his head, and he kissed him, and he said, Is, not, is it not because the Lord has anointed you? Saul was on an assignment that was given to him by his father. He was looking for lost donkeys. As he was just doing with his father, he was obedient. That, that's the key. You can do whatever you got to do when the occasion arises, and God will be with you when you are walking in obedience. And so as he's walking in obedience, looking for donkeys that he can't find, he didn't know that while he was looking for these donkeys, God was looking for him. <laughs> because God had shown the prophet Samuel Saul the day before. So the call of God is known by God for your life before you even know it. And sometimes you'll be saved for years and not know that this is what you were placed on the planet for. Why did he reveal it? Because you were in, walking in obedience and in your obedience to do the simple thing. God will reveal the deeper thing 
that opens up the window to your destiny. Don't just do the, what you got to do when it's going to be flashy, when people are going to pat you on the back, when somebody's going to notice you. No, no, no. It's when nobody's watching. It's when you don't feel like it, when you're tired, when you feel agitated, and the phone rang again. God will reveal to you in those moments that he's been waiting for you all the time. You just never caught up because you wouldn't do what you had to do. God not only shows or calls us before he reveals the call, God chooses the assignment. Has not the Lord anointed you to be ruler over his inheritance? You don't get to pick the assignment. That's our problem. I wish I was up there preaching. I mean, it's, it, it, watch my service. If I, I mean, I had me a word. How many times I get finished preaching, somebody said, I had a word for you. I said, okay, sure. You go and preach it wherever you God assigned you to preach. He says, he assigned me to preach here. God chooses the assignment. You don't get to choose your parents. You don't get to choose that, you, that your right arm is your No, no, no. God chooses the assignment. Remember that. Not only does God choose the assignment, but he clarifies the assignment. He said, ruler over my inheritance. Say, my. You're going to be the ruler. You're going to be the king. You're going to be in charge. But let's get something straight. There's a difference between ownership and stewardship. <laughs> Jesus said, I am going to build my church. It's his church, ownership. But he says to the pastor, he says to the messenger, he says to the lamp of the church, to the, to the, to the, to the visionary of the church, he says, he said, I'm starting with you because while it is my church by way of ownership, it's your responsibility by way of stewardship. It's your stewardship. You, you are given, I'm giving you responsibility to keep watch over what belongs to me. We get it twisted. You may have some responsibilities and obligations, but ultimately, whatever we have, it belongs to him. That house you live in, that nice car you drove up in, you're a steward. And the Bible says it is required of a steward to be found faithful. Ain't nobody going to be more faithful than me. It may, it, mine might not look as pretty as yours, but I'm going to try to serve him with all my heart. With all my, you can do that too. And so God, God clarifies this, this thing, the ownership, this is my inheritance. Children are an inheritance of the God. Be careful how you treat children. Train them up in the way that they should go so when they all, they will not depart from you. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. I died for her. You, you be careful. She may be your wife by stewardship, but by ownership, she's mine. Live with her according to understanding. Honor her as a recipient of the grace of God. Don't treat her any differently. She's a weaker vessel, not because she's inferior, but because because I made you and her different. Ownership is mine and stewardship is yours. And because I'm in charge, you will answer to me. He prepares us to do whatever we got to do before the occasion arises by calling us, choosing the assignment, clarifying the assignment. But he also commands us to complete our assignment. <laughs> 
He said, is it not the Lord who has chosen you? It's God who you have to give an answer to. Bible said, every man's work shall be tried according to what sort they are. Wood, stubble, hay, precious stone, silver, gold. We will stand before the beam of seat of Christ if you're saved. And the Bible says all of our works are going to be made manifest and turned inside out. And he who did things for wrong motivation, he said they're going to burn it up. But you yourself, that person, you'll be saved, but you won't have any reward. The point is, the reason why I want to keep the assignment that God has already prepared me to do whatever I got to do because he's with me. It's a command. You can't just sit on your hands. I can't wait to get I get to heaven. I'm so angry at people who expect God to bless them and you don't tithe. You don't give God a nickel. Not a nickel. Not a nickel. You traveling. You dressing fly. You buying everything you want to buy and then wonder why. How? Am I still stuck at this, stuck here? Because God says you're cursed. I didn't say that. God said you're cursed with a curse. Will a man rob God? Oh, not me. Well, you robbed me. You withheld my tithe. Now, that's not even part of the sermon. But my point is it's a command to complete the assignment. And when God gives you the assignment, whatever you got to do to get it done, one time the toilet was running, I called myself fixing it. Oh, Lord. I didn't even know how to turn the water off. You turn it off before you start to fix it. Why didn't they tell me that? Why didn't they tell me that? And water going everywhere. Lord have mercy. It was just the, the ball and the chain. I, I, I mean, I was serious. I had my, my shields on, and I'm going in with my flashlight, and I took that thing off. <laughs> I was not prepared to do whatever I had to do before I did it, because God didn't tell me to do that, because I didn't know what I was doing. And so sometimes we're doing, and we're, we're doing everything we got to do, but God didn't call you to do that. He says, has, it, has not God called you to be commander? What has God, fill in the blank, what has God called you to do? Now, here's how God prepares us. This is, this is a blessing. Here's how you know it's God. It'll be according to his word. Somebody say according to his word. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 27, we read, As they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go ahead of us. I got a watch that I just got for Christmas, and I don't know why it's buzzing. Oh, Lord. And he went on. Mm-hmm. You stand here a while. And here it is, here it is, that I may announce to you the word of God. This is for your, is this some, this some word that is only intended for your ears that God wants to say? He wants to whisper some secrets to you that are not intended for anybody else. And if you share with God meant only for you, people are going to look at you like you got five heads. Because it wasn't for them. It was for you. 
But when, when, when the assignment is from God, he will confirm it. He says, send everybody else away so I can spe- announce to you what God has said in his word to you and for you. If you can't confirm it in the scripture, I don't care what kind of pizza you ate and how you feel, and it, it ain't from God. He will always confirm his assignment in his word. So it will be according to his word, but it will also be according to his will. Oh, I like this. Saul answered, but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? Am I not my, is not my claim the least of the clans of the tribes of Benjamin? Why did you say such a thing to me? Here's the blessing. that Samuel didn't say, you know what, you're wrong. You weren't the least. Yeah, he was the least. He was from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe. Somebody say amen. amen. But th- what's interesting is God do- does the assignment according to his own way. He chooses the foolish things, the weak things, the things that lack a, a noble, the, the, the noble God chooses. The things that are not, the things that are despised. Am I not of the smallest tribe? Are we not the most inferior numerically? Aren't we the last that God birthed? Yes, yes, yes. But God said yes, and that settles it. So if you're feeling a little inadequate tonight, you should, because we are inadequate. But, 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 but by the grace of God, I find my sufficiency. By the grace of God, I find my adequacy. By the power of the word of God, I know that I can do all things through Christ. Through who? Through Christ who strengthens me. And so it'll be according to his word when he gives you an assignment, but it'll also be according to his way. God, God works in mysterious ways. If you think you're good enough and God... You're doing God a favor. He didn't give you that assignment. But if the assignment makes you feel overwhelmed and incompetent, then you're a perfect candidate to be used by God. Paul said that I'm strength. He said in my in my weakness, the perfection of Christ, Christ's strength is made perfect. Stay with me. Stay with me. According, he'll do it according to his will. This is how you'll know that you're in the will of God. He has anointed you to he has anointed you gifted you, giving the authority and the power to be commander over his people. When God gives you an assignment in 2023, it will be his will for your life. The problem is we misunderstand that the, that the will of God doesn't always come in pretty packages. It, it, it comes in a package that has suffering on it. On it. it comes in a passage that says, wait on the Lord. Then your strength will be renewed. It comes in a package that says, be anxious for nothing but in all things by prayer, with supplication, let your request be known to God. Then the peace of God that passes all understanding. So the package may not satisfy us, but the will of God is it, when it's found in his word according to his way and you obey it, guess what? You're now in the center of his will for your life. Is it not the Lord who has chosen you from the least of the 12 tribes to be the commander of the tribes of Israel? Now here, we're moving on. God will prepare you for what you're going to face in 2023. He's already called you. You've already been anointed. 
You already have authority over that thing. There's no temptation that has taken you, but such that it's common to man. God, we, I quote that, but God is faithful who will never allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to bear, but he will make a way for you to escape. God will allow you to sing in the prison when blood is running down your arms and, and you're shackled and, and you're in the dark and it, it don't smell right. And they talk about turning your stuff off. You can have a song in your spirit because he's already prepared you. Here's the second thing. You will also receive confirmation to do whatever God has for you to do. When you get a chance in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verses 2 through 5, the Bible says, in verse 2, you will see two men beside Rachel's tomb in Zelza. He told Saul to go to a place of death, a place of death. Now watch this. God, what God will do, he will confirm whatever he has called you to do, there will be signs, there will be indicators that this is not only according to his way, his word, and his will, but he will actually give you signs. Sometimes the sign doesn't come until you completed the assignment. Have you ever looked back on your life and said, Dad, that was God? Wow. I didn't know it then. So the first sign was, I want you to go to the temple, the, the gravesite where Rachel was buried. He took him. So God gave him a sign from the past. Rachel was the mother of, the, of, of Jacob's youngest son, Benjamin. When she was giving birth to him, she died. She did everything she had to do to bring her son into the world. What she did not know when she was dying is that by doing whatever she had to do, she was birthing a nation. And through her womb, the first king of Israel. She didn't know all that. You don't know all that God's about to do. But I want you to understand that what God has called you to do, what he has gifted you to do, the destiny that he had for you, when you look back on your past, you want to understand that something had to die for you to live. Some price had to be paid. So when I'm getting ready to do all I got to do that God is calling me in 2023 to do, I need to look back at the place where the price was paid. <laughs> the reason I can serve, the reason I can walk into God's call, something had to die. There a price had to be paid. Jesus paid the price. Ephesians chapter 4 says that he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. Oh, a price had to be paid for me to walk in my calling. So he gave him a sign from the past. Then he gave him a sign from the present. He said, there will be two men, they're going to greet you and they're going to offer you two loaves. So not only did something die in the past, and you can look at your past, because Rachel was Benjamin's mother, and, and, and Jacob was the father of Benjamin, and that, the, the nation from the, the, that the first king came from was the tribe of Benjamin, okay? So now he's saying, not only did I, was I at work in the past, but I will provide for you in the present. As you're obeying me, doing whatever you got to do, I'm going to give you some bread to eat. I'm going to give you, in other words, where God guides us, he will provide for us. <laughs> so I not only was looking out for you in the past, but understand, I'm going to feed you in the present. I'm going to be your daily bread. I'm going to make it possible for you to do whatever you got to do to accomplish my will. But he also gave him a future sign. He said, you're going to meet a band of prophets coming down from the altar. Oh, this is good. 
He says, I want you to go to a place of worship. Go to Gilbeah, which is the hill of God. It's called the hill of God. So when, in 2023, to do what you got to do, a part of your future, we started that today. God said, I want you to go to a place in worship that you've never been. I want you, when these legs still work, you better speak shouting. When your hands can raise and praise, I want you to go to a place of worship. But when you get to that place of worship, there's going to be a garrison of Philistines. You're going to have to battle to worship. You're going to have to battle in 2023 to get to that high place. And as you are battling, when you get to the place of worship and make it through the, 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 the garrison of Philistines, the gates of hell are going to try to prevail against you. He said some prophets are going to be coming down with tambourines and, and drums and they're going to be praising God. So when you get to worship by badly, then you can praise him. That, he said, I'm preparing you for what's going to happen in the future. You're going to be praising me. But to praise God, you got to battle through yourself. You're worrying about who you look. I, I wasn't trying to look. I, I know you were having a good time, but I was trying to have my own party. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't go to no party watching other folks. I'm coming to the party at church so I can get my praise on. So I can get my, my blessing and, 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 and bless the God of my salvation. You ain't going to get it all now. I'm going to praise the Lord for myself. And then when I get home and somebody says, did you see? I don't know. I didn't see. I wasn't trying to pay attention to him or her. I was too busy trying to hear from him. I was too busy trying to be available to the spirit of God so he could have his way in my life. When I go to the Eagles game, I ain't looking at my neighbor. I'm trying to see how they running this ball. I'm trying to see if they're going to score a touchdown. And when I get ready to break out in my celebration of praise, I don't care what nobody said. I might stand up and block your vision. But I'm, I am paid my way. I'm trying to get to see my team win. I don't know about you, but the Eagles have never scored a touchdown for me. The Eagles have never been there at the midnight hour. But I know a guy that when I cried out in the midnight hour, when my heart's been broken, when I cried out to him on behalf of my son, he heard me and he delivered. I'm going to praise him. God, God, God will confirm, will confirm, he will confirm his promises that he's preparing you for. Somebody say amen. And then finally, let me go here. You can count on God to keep his promises. Whatever he said he's going to do, the Lord will do. Oh, I like what verse, verse 11 says of chapter 10. It says, and Saul turned to leave Samuel. God changed his heart, and all the signs were fulfilled that day. Within verse 11, here's the confirmation. When all those who had formerly known him saw him prophesy, saw him leading, saw him doing all he had to do and trusting God with the prophet, they asked of each other, what, what is this? What has happened to the son of Kish? Is Saul among the prophets? I want you to know that God will keep his promises. Everything that he said that would happen, go to the tomb of Rachel, and this is what's going to happen. Go beyond Rachel's tomb, and, and there are going to be two men with, with bread, and they're going to feed you. And then go beyond that, the prophet's going to be coming down, and they're going to be worshiping. You can join them in worship, but there's going to be a garrison of Philistines that you're going to have to battle through. And then there's going to be a third thing. They're going to be 
prophets coming down, prophesying, and they're going to be praising God with tambourines and drums and music, everything that God promised. I want you to know that God will keep his promise in 2023. Whatever you have the occasion to do in the will of God for your life, he will keep his promise. He said, I'm going to work. Not only, he said, the Bible says that the spirit of God came on Saul. So God worked on Saul. He said, then he came in. He gave him a new heart. So he worked in Saul. Then he said, you will prophesy. He worked through Saul. And he said, I'll be with you. He said, I'm going to work with you. So not only was he with him, on him, working through him, he is also in him. He keeps his promises, church. He keeps his promises. We got to do whatever we got to do to accomplish the will of God for our life. Now, this is really embarrassing. You can't tell anybody what I'm about to tell you. You hear that on live stream? <laughs> we were rounded up to go to camp, Camp Golden Slipper, and literally put on the bus, and our parents said, yes, they can go. We were going for a whole seven days. It was a nightmare. I should be traumatized. Maybe I am. <laughs> but one day we were swimming, and we were given instruction by the lifeguard. Whenever the whistle was blown, we were supposed to stop what we are doing immediately and swim to the side of the pool. Now, I could swim good enough to avoid drowning. But I had a tendency, when I was rushing, I could swim crooked. So the whistle blew, and I stopped what I was doing, and I started swimming to the side as quickly as I can. I don't know what happened. Maybe there's an earthquake. Maybe there's a fire. I don't know. I'm getting there. And then I got just to the edge of the pool, and I stepped down, and there was no bottom. Wow. And I did my feet didn't touch the bottom. They just... <laughs> I was just in the middle of the water when I realized that I'd gone from six feet to 15 feet deep. I commenced to panicking. I was drowning. I, I, I didn't know that you supposed to just let yourself go to the bottom and then spring up. I didn't know that. So I'm like, I'm just desperate. Here's the part you can't tell anybody. I drowned. I didn't drown. <laughs> I grabbed somebody's foot that was sitting on the side of the pool. <laughs> it might have been a toe. They might have had toe jams. <laughs> but that foot saved my life. How did I get saved? Because I did what I had to do to be here today. I want you to understand that I might have died that day, but God says, don't fear him who's able to destroy the body, but rather fear him that's able to destroy both body and soul and hell. What was at stake was my destiny. What was at stake was eternally, the eternal things that can happen. When you think about the will of God, understand that, your, that generations are at stake. Understand that the impact that you're going to make even beyond the grave is at stake. So just like I was grabbing, I didn't want to drown. I didn't want to miss my opportunity. I wanted to, to be saved. I wanted to get onto the side of the pool. 
You need to be that desperate when it comes to accomplishing the will of God. Whatever it takes in 2023, I'm not going to make any excuses about my prayer life. I'm not going to make any excuses about reading words. Stand with me. I'm not going to make any excuses about if I can get to church, I'm here. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's snow. I'm going to get here because I want to experience all that God has for me. And he's not going to give it to you until you're willing to do whatever you've got to do to accomplish the will of God for your life. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I'm desperate tonight. I don't want to go into 2023 the same way I'm leaving 2022. God, I know that you have some peculiar things. There's some people crying, but I didn't hear them because I didn't have spiritual discernment. Uh, I was too self-absorbed, not in 2023. Whatever I have to do to crucify my flesh, whatever I have to do to let Jesus reign. Lord, I don't want to miss another opportunity for a door that's been closed for 10 years, for 20 years because I didn't do whatever I had to do to experience your will. God, the key is in our hands. It's called obedience. God, convict us tonight. May we never deceive ourselves about doing what we really haven't done. Father, we haven't done all that we can do to accomplish your will. May we be obedient tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Remain standing.